0: The Colts season starts this Sunday, and we are declaring that Anthony Richardson will win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let's get to it.
1: You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: what's up thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day this is your daily podcast covering your indianapolis colts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hello everybody I am Jake Arthur, and he is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com, reunited, and it feels so good. Uh, I am the uh, I am the boots on the ground, credentialed media member for Horseshoe Huddle, and Zach is the hardest working, routinest tootinest film guy in the land. Just put out a new one about Jacob Martin on Wednesday, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Uh, but on today's show, like I mentioned at the top, the Colts start the regular season this sunday it's the start of the anthony richardson era the start of the shane steichen era and today we're we're gonna go ahead and lay it all out on the line give our final impressions before the season starts we're putting our our uh our legacies on the line here so come back to this episode at the end of the year if any of this goes wrong uh but no we're we're gonna go through the offense defense um our expectations kind of for some individuals in each groups, uh, some bold predictions, and then we'll finish up, you know, is anyone going to be winning any awards, anything like that? So, uh, Zach, starting off with the offense, looking at Anthony Richardson, this is probably a good opportunity to reference yesterday's show when you discussed a lot of the expectations for Richardson throughout the season, you know, right off the bat in terms of schematics within the offense. Uh, So what are you seeing? What what have you been kind of churning over that leads you to believe the Colts should do X with Richardson?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at this first season, it's really just about getting Anthony Richardson acclimated to the NFL and getting him in rhythm throughout the year and, and finding out what you have in this young quarterback, because with all the evidence we have about Anthony Richardson so far from his college days, from his high school days even, and just who he is as a quarterback, we don't know that much about him right now we don't even know what his preferences are you know does he like pre-snap motion to identify defense does he like empty personnel does he like half field reads does he like full field reads does he even like being a quarterback that is rushing does he like being used on the ground you know we see we saw with Robert Griffin the a couple of years ago where he just told the NFL that he did not want to run anymore and then he was out of the league within a couple of years but yeah. uh, we just don't know what kind of quarterback he is right now he's a young quarterback we don't know if he's ever going to develop the accuracy. We don't know if he's ever going to develop the, the middle of the field presence, the intermediate game. Uh, but we also don't know if that's just going to be a strength of his because he just has so much growing to do. So when you look at the Indianapolis Colts, it's really about figuring out what Anthony Richardson is this year and then tailoring your offense to what he is. So like I kind of said on yesterday's show when I was doing stat predictions and just like looking at Anthony Richardson, this whole like first half of the year, especially his first couple of games, It's going to be such a feeling out process for the Colts and for Richardson. Richardson has to feel out a defense and feel out what the NFL game is like. And the Colts have to feel out what their young quarterback is and just what he is like under pressure, uh, under fire in these real NFL games and figuring out what really works for him. So you might see one game early in the season where it's like all pistol formation, all play action, all half field reads and and pre-snap motion and stuff like that. And then you might see a next week where it's like empty personnel, it's quarterback power, quarterback runs, uh, read option runs, stuff like that. Like there's going to be so much feeling out between both Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson until they figure out what he's really great at and what he can excel at and where to go from there. So this whole first season with Anthony Richardson really isn't about the end of the year stat line. It's really about what we see throughout the year and if the Colts can find that rhythm with this young passer, and figure out where he excels uh, as a quarterback.
0: Yeah. I I think something you pointed out way back, even before the draft, you know, if the Colts got Anthony Richardson, here's how they could do it. And now that we've seen the preseason, we've seen training camp and everything, and we know he's going to be the day one starter. I do see a lot of running, you know, using that running ability to heighten his floor while he catches up as a passer. I I kind of see that. I, I, Of course, they don't have Jonathan Taylor in there, so I don't think it'll be as run-centric because you just can't do as much without him. But in general, I think the offense is going to be more tailored to the run than it would have been had they got like a Bryce Young or something. You know what I mean? So I think it's still going to be pretty heavily skewed towards the run. Um, You know, Going beyond Richardson and, and the runners, though, obviously we know Jonathan Taylor out the first four weeks, at least as he played his last snap with the Colts, probably. Uh they're probably you know the, the the, trade windows still open to Halloween. Um uh, so Wait,
1: who knows at this point, man? Who knows? Yeah,
0: if and when he gets a clean bill of health, we don't know what to expect. I'm proceeding as if he's not gonna be around. Uh that just seems like the safest bet. Zach Moss has returned to practice, but may not play yet. Like he's still gotta get his conditioning right and everything. Um so you're looking at really Evan Hull and Deion Jackson. Jackson should be the starter. Uh, I think they're clearly going to call up either of Jake Funk or Jason Huntley from the practice squad, at least for this week against the the Jaguars. Uh, But the Colts have continued to to sniff around the veteran free agent market, worked out James Robinson this week, previously extended a contract offer to um, Green Hunt. Hunt. And then I, I saw you had mentioned they've also spoken with Melvin Gordon a little bit as well. So they want a veteran presence in there. Deion Jackson has started just a couple games in his career, Uh, Has played a lot of special teams, but has never really been the guy offensively for an extended period of time. Zach Moss, neither really. He's been in the league a few years, but has never been the guy. He's always shared the backfield. So it's going to be a committee approach, as as Shane Steichen mentioned. Do you see anyone leading the pack here, or it's really just going to be a committee churning things through all season?
1: I think it'll be like a pack uh, thing here. Like, again, if Jonathan Taylor does end up playing a significant amount of games for the Colts, then that's your guy. You know, that's your guy you're going to feed the ball to. We just can't say right now that he is going to even play a snap with the Colts this season. We have we have no clue what that situation is going to be. Uh, But when you look at this type of running back field, it is very similar to how the Baltimore Ravens have had it with Lamar Jackson. It's similar to Josh Allen with those Bills running backs where. You can probably project these guys maybe around 500, 600, maybe 700 yards rushing like individually. Uh, So at the end of the season, you look at it and it's like, oh, the team averaged five yards a carry from their running backs and had 1,200 yards rushing like a really strong season. But it's because of, you know, 600 yards from this guy, 500 yards from this guy, 300 yards from this guy, like stuff like that. You know, it's not actually... Uh, one guy doing all the carry in there. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see this year. You know, Deion Jackson can break off a big run, but he'll probably be a little bit lower on the yards per carry. Zach Moss will be closer to five yards a carry. And then Evan Hole and his limited carries will be, you know, a pretty efficient runner as well. I don't think that these three guys are going to, like any one of them is going to explode as the top running back on the team, but I do think, you know, they're going to be efficient. They're going to be effective and all together, it's going to make up a pretty good running back field for the Colts.
0: That's kind of what I see too. It, it doesn't seem like any one guy is really going to pull away from the pack. Like they all have somewhat comparable skill sets. There's not one guy, even, even taking like Jonathan Taylor out of it, you don't see one guy who's like head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, so I do think it'll be a team effort. You know, you'll see someone in there different and pass protection, someone who they want to be a pass catching specialist, goal line, short yardage, all that stuff. So I, it's going to be a shared thing. Uh, looking quickly at the pass catchers, do you, this is kind of the same thing. Lumping tight ends and receivers together. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to do his thing. You know, Alec Pierce has his specialty. Probably as a deep ball guy still. But it, do you, Michael Pittman's days as being the dominant target are probably not in store for this year, would you say?
1: Yeah, I, well, I don't think there's going to be any receiver that has this, like, insanely big year. Like, 1,100, 1,200 yards receiving because... I don't think the Colts are going to complete that many passes this year. And that's not me saying Anthony Richardson is going to complete like 20% of his passes, but I think overall, the Colts aren't going to have the high passing volume. I don't think they're going to have like a super high completion percentage as well. And I don't see a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson, you know, throwing for 3,500 or 4,000 yards passing, you know, what you kind of need to have a player go over a thousand yards or have a big time Mm -hmm. season. I think it's going to be like 2,800 yards passing to 3,000 yards passing somewhere in there. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to have a thousand-yard receiver. I don't even know if we're going to have a nine-hundred-yard wide receiver. Uh, but you probably will have a bunch of guys who are, you know, around the edge of like that six hundred to eight hundred range. I think you'll have a couple guys in that kind of range right there.
0: Yeah, and quickly, I want I want to make sure we get these off before we move along. Bold predictions for the offense. I'll go ahead and start real quick. I know we were trying to get away from stat predictions a little bit, but we're getting bold here. I'm going to say combined rushing and passing. Anthony Richardson will get 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Now, how will that look? It could be 900 rushing yards, 31 passing yards, and like 21, 22 passing touchdowns to eight or nine rushing touchdowns. When you look at it that way, I think it's pretty doable. Um, but I, again, I, I think this is going to be a, an offense that's very, very reliant on him. Uh, so I could I could see him putting that together. Do you do you have any uh, bold predictions that they're out there?
1: Yeah, one thing I'll say quickly: this is hopefully going to be better than your bold prediction last year, where you had the Colts' offense finishing top five in yardage across ooh, the entire ooh, league. Ooh, that was uh, that was uh, a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Uh, real quick, my mine will be that the Colts' leading rusher from a running back this year is not currently on the roster. Again, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned a couple minutes ago that. Uh, we think that the Colts running back room is going to be like 600, 500 yards, maybe leading that group in terms of rushing. Uh, so it's very feasible to see a guy like Kareem Hunt or Melvin Gordon or someone like that coming in and leading this group in rushing yards. So I'm going to say that the leading rusher from a running back this year is not currently on the Colts roster.
0: I like it because the season starts this week. So yes, <laughs> I mean there's there's moves to make. Uh, but I mean, looking at their roster, I think we know they're not done tweaking with it. So. Uh, We'll move on and talk about the defensive side of the ball in each unit there here in a bit. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Harry's. You know, it takes a lot of work to look this good. And you may not think I shave a lot, and I don't. Kind of clean up things here and there, but in general, I'm not a guy that shaves much. But when I do, Harry's has got the hookup. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price that you'll love. From their legendary high quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. Harry's makes the skincare products that will give you the best shave ever. They've got creams, washes, and lotions that will keep your skin healthy and hydrated. Their blades are made from their own factory in Germany that stay sharp. Plus, guys who've tried it said their eighth shave is just as sharp as their first. Not to mention, the sleek, ergonomic, weighted handles look great in your bathroom and give you precise control with each swipe. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a thirteen dollars starter set for just three bucks at Harrys.com/NFL. That's Harrys.com/NFL for a three dollars starter set.
1: And thanks again for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. The Locked On Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. The seven-episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Locked On NFL hosts with added insights from our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every episode on Locked On NFL on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. All right, Jake, so diving into this Colts defense, we're going to start with the Colts defensive line. And I actually mentioned this on social media the other day, or I guess you guys are listening to this on Wednesday. So on Tuesday, I mentioned this on social media that I think this edge group that the Colts have currently is probably the deepest that Chris Ballard has put together in his tenure with the Colts. I don't think it's like, I don't think it has that star power that maybe a Justin Houston, Nico Autry one did a couple years ago. But I do think that it has a lot of quality players that can get sacks and rush the passer and get things done. I mean, from from one to five, it's Quiddy Pay, Samson Abukum, Daiwa Dangbo, Tyquan Lewis, and Jacob Martin, all guys who, when they are on the field, they can produce and create sacks. So when I'm looking at this edge group, and and you can expunge on more of the, the overall defensive line here, Jake, but this edge group, I think, has the potential to create opportunities in the pass rush department and get sacks. These are all guys that know how to get to the quarterback. And now they have, again, they finally have the waves of pass rushers that we've been talking about for years. They finally have that. If you're fifth pass rusher, is Jacob Martin, who is a really, really solid rotational guy, uh, who was, what, he had 25 pressures and only 155 pass rush snaps last year. If that's your fifth rusher, you're doing something right at edge. So I, I think this edge group actually has a, a bunch of potential to do some good things for the Colts this year.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute. You know, there's been times in the Chris Ballard area where they have several defensive ends, or, you know, they're pretty good looking at defensive tackle, but they've never had a full unit like they do right now. Like, the name recognition throughout the group is just really surprising. Like you said, when I saw they signed Jake Martin, I was like to to do what? Like he's that far down the depth chart. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, people are really excited about Isaiah land uh, who they just picked up. I, I believe he was a, a rookie. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, it was a, it was a bummer on their part that they weren't able to bring him back. Um, but he's, you know, an ex- exciting, uh, energetic pass rusher there as well. So, They're really deep. And, you know, if you're forecasting that you're not going to have like Tyquan Lewis for 17 games, for example, you, you pick, you pick up right where you left off, you know, like you, you have these waves, just like you mentioned, like they're one injury is not going to derail the whole group. Like it may hurt if a Pay or a Bukum goes down for any period of time, but you've got pass rushers all over the place now, interior Mm -hmm. and, and uh, out on the outside. again, you get any improvement from like Eric Johnson and Adetome Adabore, that's a big plus. McTelvin Aguim is available to, to add from the practice squad. So I'm pretty excited about what this defensive line can do. Like, And they were already pretty good last year.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, again, it's it's not to the same degree because I don't know if they have the overall star power that some that these two teams I'm going to mention had. But like the New York Jets, how they just have waves of pass rushers or the San Francisco 49ers where they just have that heavy, heavy rotation I don't think the Colts are going to be as good as either of those two teams at rushing the passer, but they actually have rotational guys that can come in. They haven't had that the last four or five years. I mean, you could probably even go back all the way to the early days of Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, maybe. Like that's probably the last time they've actually had rotational guys that can come in and do some things. Uh, because they like even when they had to Nico Autry and Justin Houston, they didn't really have the guys behind them. Like Kamoko Ture, maybe once in a while, but that was really it. Now they actually have the rotational guys that can come in and get some things done. Uh, but moving over to linebacker, you know, it's kind of par for the course with these guys. We know kind of who we have here. EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin are going to be rock solid players. It really comes down to Shaquille Leonard and what we're going to get out of him. And hopefully he's good to go this weekend and hopefully he's good to go the whole year. Uh, but linebacker, I feel pretty good about this group as long as they stay healthy.
0: Yeah, this one's a quick one. I- I'm expecting good things from Zaire Franklin again. Even if he, he doesn't even have to improve upon last year. If he duplicates last year, that's a really nice performance. Uh, Same with EJ speed. I mean, they've been looking for reasons to get him more involved. They think he's a really big playmaker. Uh, And then Shaquille Leonard, you know, even if he's, I don't want to say hundred percent all year, but just being out there, he's like that ball magnet. Like he was only out there a few games last year and had an interception out of it. So Mm -hmm. that kind of player plus someone who can create turnovers, like with punching the ball out, Huge plus. Um, not not much to write home about about the linebackers. You, again, like you said, you kind of know what you're getting there. Uh, the secondary is really where it's at. Yeah. Uh, just an enormous amount of turnover at cornerback. Uh, you're looking at Daryl Baker Jr. and Dallas Flowers on the outside right now with Kenny Moore on the inside. Uh, a rejuvenated Kenny Moore. And then probably don't know much what to expect from Baker and Flowers because they just haven't really been here before. Uh, But their summer performance was pretty good. And I mean, then you got a couple talented rookies in the waiting as well. So it's a a young group that's going to take their lumps, but I think we'll be able to tell pretty quickly if, if, you know, what to expect for the future. I I don't think it's going to be that ugly.
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, the defensive backfield is going to be a lot like Anthony Richardson this year, where. There's a big feeling out period. I mean, if you look at the front seven that the Colts are going to be throwing at this season, it's very Gus Bradley. The front seven of this team is everything Gus Bradley could want out of a front seven. The back four, you know, the back four, back five, however you want to say it with, with nickel and dime defenses. Um, the the back the back line here with the defensive backs, um, they they are the Gus Bradley style. They are built to be Gus Bradley defensive backs, but that they're more so in mold. They're not really in actual play right now the front seven's ready to go front seven is ready to go and ready to be that gus bradley front seven you just don't know what with with those backline guys if they're ready to be that gus bradley guy yet so yeah you, you want to see more from them you want to see them actually play this year and just see what happens before we actually have any definitive uh takes on them but i'm excited for them i'm always excited for young players to get on the field same way i'm excited for anthony richards on the other side and i know that there's going to be some lumps i'm excited for the secondary and i know there's going to be some lumps and bruises with them too so uh, yeah, really excited about these young players. I want to see them out there. I want to see them take those those bad moments and those good moments and learn from them. Uh, and it's all about where they're at the very end of the season compared to where they are at the, at the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, it's an explosive group that they're they're not timid. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how they improve. Uh, lots of guys that attack the ball and things like that. My bold prediction for the defense, and it's not as it's not as far fetched as it sounds. But I'm going to say that the Colts do break their Indianapolis-era single-season sack record. Uh, Back in 2005, they had 46. Last year, they almost did it. They had 44. And we both agree this is a much deeper group this year. Uh, Again, maybe not a ton of star power, but if if your top dogs stay healthy, I think it's very doable. Um, Again, it was like 1975. The Colts in Baltimore had like 59 sacks. So that ain't happening. Uh, But I think they can break the Indianapolis-era this year of 46 sacks.
1: Come on, Jake. Come on. Give me that Baltimore prediction.
0: I'm optimistic, but I'm not that optimistic.
1: That's like, what, a little over four sacks a game? A little under four sacks a game, maybe? It's like it's right around a, four.
0: It's been a minute since they've touched anything that remotely close. So let's... Come on. Let's... No. Nah.
1: Come on. Uh, <laughs> let's
0: okay. let's take baby steps.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. We couldn't get Jake to say 60 sacks there. Oh, That's no. fine. That's fine. Uh, I, I guess, again, this one's not extremely bold. Maybe I'm not as bold as Jake with these predictions here, but... I think uh, 2022 undrafted free agent Daryl Baker Jr. is going to be the starter for all 17 games this year, as as long as he's healthy. He's going to start all 17 games and establish himself as a player to start going forward. He's going to be a Kenny Moore is what I'm predicting, basically. A player who is going to be a longtime starter and a really good player for the Colts. Again, I've seen a lot of this guy this offseason. I've done a lot of work into his background. And I'm just excited. I, I really think this can be a starting cornerback in the NFL. Again, there's going to be some lumps and bruises, going to be some bad moments. Uh, but from everything I've seen, I think this is the type of player who can stick in the NFL. So Daryl Baker Jr., the next Kenny Moore. That's that's the that's the tagline <laughs> right there. That that's the whole tagline right there. Perfect. Uh, but coming up, guys, we're going to talk about some awards. You know, could the Colts take home some of that some of those awards this offseason? Could be fun. We'll talk about that coming up, but first, a word from our friends over at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. I personally love game time because I feel like being spontaneous sometimes and going to a show on a whim, I can go right to game time and not have to browse through a bunch of different places. With their flash deals, images of seat views, and lowest price guarantee, game time is an easy choice. Game time is the place for the last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance, game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and even more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly through your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress of game or with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Jake. So getting into our last segment here, we're going to talk about some awards, some accolades that can be coming the Colts way are you feeling confident enough to predict any like, do you want to just go out of your way here and say this one will happen? Or are you kind of, you know, you're going to take the Baltimore versus Indianapolis sack record approach and go a little bit lesser.
0: Hey, that's a <laughs> franchise historic moment. Um, <laughs> no, I, so last year, if I remember correctly, there weren't any, um, I think Quentin Nelson will get back to it. Cause his thing, I, I think is generally health. Yeah. Um,
1: think, okay. are you saying all pro here or oh, pro bowl? All pro?
0: I'm sorry. Pro bowl. No, I um,
1: had a couple pro, uh, Quentin Nelson was pro bowl last year. It was
0: all pros. They didn't have any all pros. It, yeah. They didn't have last. any all okay. pros
1: last year after having seven in 2021.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Quentin will go back to the pro bowl. I could see Buckner doing it because Buckner was really, really banged up last year. Like yeah, he, that was the most banged up he's ever been. And it was like a different injury every week. It was crazy. So, uh, assuming he's not going to be that banged up, like, a, like held together with tape. Uh, I think Buckner goes back. I'll, I'll throw a new player, a, a new pro bowler into the mix. I'm going to say Rodney Thomas gets back in there uh, full okay. off season as free safety one. He's, you know, he's the, the backfielder really good at, at tracking the ball. And he's, he puts up good tackle numbers as well. Like that. The very first thing I ever thought of him watching him play was, okay, if anything else, this guy's going to be a really good tackler. Um, so I think he'll you know lead them in interceptions again. He'll be a playmaker. So I'm going to say Rodney Thomas earns his first Pro Bowl. I, I'll, I'll throw Buckner in there as an All-Pro again as well, second-team All-Pro.
1: Yeah, I could see Buckner and Nelson as All-Pros and Pro Bowlers just because the nature of voting for this stuff, mm-hmm. as long as they bounce back from where they were last year, then you could see them both getting back to All-Pro or Pro Bowl status, especially Pro Bowl status, but All Pros as well. Uh, for new Pro Bowlers, you know I think Zaire Franklin is a good guess, uh, especially if Shaquille Leonard misses time at the beginning of the year, like he like he probably will with that concussion. Uh, then you have Zaire Franklin getting all those tackles that the top linebacker opportunity uh, and getting a ton of snaps on the field. Uh, and I know he was a pro Bowl alternate last year as well. So it's not like he's super far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other player I'll throw in there though, is uh right tackle Braden Smith. And the reason I'm throwing him in there is I don't expect the Colts to take that many sacks this year because Richardson is going to be running the ball so much more. And he's so good at just effectively getting out of those dangerous situations in the backfield. He was the only rookie quarterback not to be sacked in the preseason, despite playing the most snaps by far and away. Uh, of all the rookie quarterbacks. So I just don't expect him to get sacked that much. And then I expect the Colts rushing game to be pretty efficient. Mm -hmm. So when people are just looking at who to vote for pro bowl and they see the right tackle for the Colts has only allowed like two sacks and the Colts are averaging over five yards to carry on the year, then I think he might get into the pro bowl. I'm not, I'm not even making this as a testament to how good he's going to play this year. I just think that when you look at pro bowl and you factor in that the Colts probably won't take that many sacks and have good rushing yards this year, I think that you can put in one or two of these offensive linemen just off of that. So yeah, I'll do like Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, DeForest Buckner, Zaire Franklin, and then a little asterisk, asterisk next to uh, Shaquille Leonard. Like if he plays probably, but the cut con- cut now, the concussions in there. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, but yeah, you know, four to five guys, a good little return to the pro bowl scene where I think they only had one last year uh, with Quentin Nelson.
0: Yeah, for the same reasons you said, Smith, I could also see Ryman. He's, you know, the shinier, newer thing. I've I've seen people do, like, film rooms on him, so he's got a little more notoriety. Um, And I would also see, you know... Richardson, probably not just because the AFC stacked, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, like now that
1: Richardson could have the greatest rookie season we've ever seen from a quarterback and complete, like 90% of his passes. And he's still not going to be a pro bowler this year in the AFC. Like
0: it's just stacked. And now that a million guys don't make the pro bowl anymore because there's not an actual game really. There's not as many alt- alternates, yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm going to lump these next ones together. So I think the the Colts have a legitimate shot at, at some of the major postseason awards. Um, so between Shane Steichen as coach of the year, Anthony Richardson as offensive rookie of the year, and like Shaquille Leonard as comeback player of the year, what's your heat check on those? Like, do do you see any validity to to any of those, or well, add a- add someone in if, if you
1: think least likely I think would be Shaquille Leonard uh, just because that's going to go to the safety for the bills. If he even plays one snap, it's right. I go. think if, I was
0: going to say if DeMar Hamlin, yeah, DeMar if, Hamlin. Yeah. I, I think if Hamlin stays
1: up through the year, that's easily him. If he even plays yeah. one snap, he's going to, he's going to win that award. So mm-hmm. Shaquille Leonard, I think would have a good case for it any other year, but because of all the stuff that happened with DeMar Hamlin, I think it's pretty much a lock for him. Yeah. Then I would go next to Shane Steichen for least likely, Just because for coach of the year, you typically have to get your team into the playoffs for that. Like you could have an an eight game turnaround in terms of record or whatever it is. Uh, I think for the Colts to make the playoffs, it'd probably have to be like a six game turnaround from what they had last year, Uh, but not win this award because it's all about playoffs. So if he gets the Colts in the playoffs, which I'm not saying is is impossible. I just don't think it's super likely. Then I think coach of the year is his if he gets the Colts in the playoffs. Uh, then we go to number one. I think Anthony Richardson winning offensive rookie of the year is the most likely out of these because we, we know the talent with Anthony Richardson. If he figures it out early in the season, that, that awards his because he's going to he could run for a thousand yards. He could throw mm. for three thousand. He could, you know, throw for 20 touchdowns, run for another 10 touchdowns like he could have the best rookie season we've seen from a rookie quarterback. But also we know the other side, it could be a Josh Allen rookie season where he's completing 50 percent of his passes and, yeah. and not looking great. So the, it's. He's a very volatile player right now. We don't know what we're going to see in year one. So you can feel safe saying, you know, I could des- I could definitely see him being Rookie of the Year because he has that talent. He has that potential. It's just about how mu- fi- how soon he figures it out and how much he realizes that potential here in year one. But, yeah, I wouldn't rule out Rookie of the Year. I mean, Bijan's going to run for over 1,000 yards. Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are going to have good seasons as well. But it's not like Richardson's, like, way behind those guys. If Richardson just fi- figures it out early in the season – he could easily win that award, and and I wouldn't fault anyone for for predicting it. Like I think you wanted to go out on the limb and predict it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say he gets it. I mean, Bijan is is probably that. I think it's probably his biggest threat. I do think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to make a case as well. They'll probably have better passing numbers than Richardson, uh, but just based on like the voters and everything, I think Richardson is going to become a fan favorite across the NFL very quickly. Um, you know, he's gonna have the rushing numbers. Like, I think 1,000 yards per game is very doable. That's like 60 yards a game or something, you know. Um, a thousand yards no, no, per no, game. No, no, oh no. Oh, no. my a, goodness. A thousand yards in the season. A thousand <laughs> per game would be a lot. But you, That's me you know. and
1: Madden right there with Richardson. There you go. All right.
0: No, so a, a thousand <laughs> rushing yards in the season, I think, is very doable. If he gets the 30 touchdowns, like I mentioned at the top of the show. But just the the likability and stuff as well, like the the fly Eagles fly celebration, all that stuff, <laughs> he's gonna draw a lot of attention to himself. He's gonna be a player that people onlookers across the NFL want to know what he's done each week. And again, he's probably not gonna have those gaudy passing stats. Probably not even the stats of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. But his body of work and just like the excitement factor that he's gonna bring, I think that's gonna get him offensive rookie of the year. And I don't think the Colts are going to be a disaster because they won't give it to a guy whose team sucks. Yeah. So, like, I think the Colts will be pretty competitive and they'll they'll be an exciting team to watch on many weeks because of him.
1: There you go, guys. We've given you some, some plenty of hot takes. Hopefully they age better than last year's where, again <laughs> – Jake was saying that the Colts are going to have a top five offense. I was saying these certain guys are going to be all pros. Clearly, That that never happened. Like it was, it was brutal last year. Uh, So hopefully these age better, but every day is don't worry. Tomorrow is crossover Thursday. So we are back with you for the latest with our man, Tony Wiggins from locked on Jaguars. You guys tend to love when we have him on. He's a blast. Tony is the, is the best at the network. Besides us, obviously we're great too. But no, Tony is phenomenal. So we're going to talk about all things Jaguars, Colts with him tomorrow. And if you don't already follow at Locked On Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks Two, all on Twitter slash X. Also subscribe to Locked On Colts podcast on YouTube. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we love your guys ratings and reviews. And we'll see you guys back here bright and early tomorrow morning.